Money is coming to us easily and effortlessly. And, you know, sometimes we hear that word money and we think four-letter word. But it's not. Money is not a four-letter word, folks. Money is a good thing. All right. And speaking of good things, with the elections coming up, we're hearing a lot of talk about the economy, right? A lot of, is it getting better? Is it getting worse? How can we thrive in this bad, bad economy? We hear a lot about that. Eric Butterworth, author of Spiritual Economics, The Principles and Process of True Prosperity, tells us, you know, economics is basically a psychological phenomenon. It's a mystical process. That's basically what we make of it. It's how we decree it. It's what we expect it to be. It is a barometer that registers the highs and lows of consciousness. The economy is a barometer that registers the highs and the lows of consciousness. So when people are feeling hopeful, when people are feeling good, the stock market rises and the economy is strong. And when people get anxious and they're not feeling good, the stock market falls and everybody, it's, the economy is weak. You know, that may be an over, oversimplification, but that's basically the way it is. In other words... Consciousness is cause, and the economy is an effect. Consciousness is cause, and the economy is an effect. That's good to know. That's really good to know, isn't it? Because in truth, we have something to say about what our own personal economy looks like if it's not dependent on something outside of us. In Matthew 20, 19, and 20, Jesus reminds us, Truly I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. Now isn't that exciting? Isn't that exciting? Butterworth says in spiritual economics, where two or three are gathered together in an interaction of minds, a very real energy force is projected into the world. There I am among you. That very real energy is here now. When we come to agreement about anything, we have the power to create our own financial well-being. And I want to ask you this. Do you believe that you have that power? Do you believe that you have that power? Again, Eric Butterworth tells us, the great discovery of the new insights in truth is that consciousness is the key to all things that happen to us. The starting point in changing your life from financial reverses is the realization that you can change your life by altering your thoughts. And we here at Unity of Dayton, gathered together, can alter our thoughts and change our financial situation. And I think that's exciting. I really think that's exciting. We're not dependent upon something outside of us to determine our financial well-being. Well, during this lesson series, I've been sharing some of my own financial journey about when I lived in Kansas City during ministerial school. You're probably getting tired of hearing the story, but just know that it, it, it's, it's interesting to me. It was interesting. I loved it. Okay. I worked nonstop for a year, 14 hours a day on this beat-up old house. 
so that I could live without paying rent. I paid cash for it. I could live without paying rent, not knowing how much income I'd have, and then I would sell it when I went, and I'd have more money than I started with. I thought that was a great plan. It was a great plan. So I finally got all the work done. I was ready to sell it. I called. I got the best realtor, called this guy up. He started working on it, and then one day he called me, and he said, Cindy, you said you don't have a mortgage. I said, that's right. I bought the house outright. And he said, well, there's a lender here that's name is on the title. The county says you don't own it. The county's, I said, what? You have got to be kidding me. You know, I bought this house from the Housing and Urban Development Department. They don't mess around. They don't make mistakes. How could that be? Well, it wasn't their mistake. They bought it from somebody else that didn't have clear title. It wasn't my transaction. It was the one before that, and that lender was out of business. So how was I going to get this title? And there was, oh, a couple thousand dollars worth of back taxes due now. Now, who was going to pay that? Me. Me. So I went ahead and paid those taxes, even though the house wasn't in my name, because I knew it would get straightened out, and they were going to add another $500 in penalties if it wasn't paid. And frankly, I didn't have 500 more. I was down to my last little bit of money. I was down to like $40. When I paid those taxes, I had $40 in the bank, literally. But I had faith. I did not panic. I did not panic. I said, this is going to be okay. This is going to work out in the right time and in a perfect way. I accept the reality of the situation, but I know it's not permanent. I know it's not permanent, so I can pay these taxes in faith, knowing that whatever comes to me, I'll have it. This, too, shall pass. So even when things look really bleak, we get to remember that there's always enough universal substance to meet every need. When we live from that faith, it is true for us. Our work is to point our direction in the, that, our, our faith in the direction of that abundance rather than looking at the $40 and going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, right? We don't want to focus on that. We want to stop focusing on that because, you know, that would not have made me feel very good inside to think about that $40. It took $60 to fill up the gas tank. You know, what am I going to do? I could have kept doing that, but I wouldn't have liked where I went when I got there. So we get to look at, hey, this is going to feel really good when this house is sold. This is going to feel really great. I know it's going to sell because didn't I do that before when I was in Dayton? When I was here, the house won't sell. It's sold. This one will too. As soon as I get free, clear title, it's going to sell. Everything's going to be okay. I altered my thoughts, and I changed my life. And a matter of fact, I just felt this incredible peace. You know, I let go. I let God. And I think that's about when Sue walked into my life. So when prosperity doesn't show up in one way, it shows up in another. So you've got to realize God's got this. The universe has our back. And right now at Unity of Dayton, we're facing the appearance of lack, aren't we? It's getting cold. Winter is almost here, and we've still got that broken (laughs) furnace. To the, the furthest I know, three lenders have said no. One has really not responded, which I'm beginning to think is a no at this point. So we've got a furnace that's not working. It's getting colder. We've got pipes that are going to freeze. We've got credit card balance we can't pay. We've got 
Oh my gosh, not enough to make payroll. Now we can keep focusing on that if we want to. But Albert Einstein said, you can't solve a problem by looking, trying to solve it on the, on the level of the consciousness of the problem. You've got to rise to a different place in consciousness. You've got to rise above that. We've got to change our thoughts so our life here will change. We can already say thank you, God, for right solutions because there is a right solution. There is a right and perfect solution. You know it and I know it. We don't have to know what the how is. We don't have to know what the how is because every time we start thinking about how, 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 what we end up is back in fear and going, oh, my gosh, only $40 in the bank. We've got a credit card bill. You know, don't think about the how. Just say thank you, God, for right solutions. We know it's here, and it will be show up right when it, we need for it to show up because this experience is for our good. Charles Fillmore, when Unity was facing trouble, said, We have a rich and loving father. We have a rich and loving father. Just thinking about that blesses us. Just knowing that there is a universe that's full of substance and that it's ours to claim, we can relax. We can let go and just know the truth. The universe is already working on the hows. Our work is to keep focusing, claim it, call it forth, and pray it in. We'll be inspired to take action when we listen to our, you know, prosperity isn't necessarily money. It's divine ideas. And when we get still and listen, we get divine ideas. And then we put our heads together because two or more are gathered. And all of a sudden, we're putting ideas into action. You know, we've already got people planning a pancake breakfast. And they have a vision that this fundraiser won't just be this community. It's going to be the greater Dayton community. Why not? That's a divine idea. These people have the energy, and they're going to put it into action. And this will not only serve the community. People are going to know about unity of Dayton. Look how many different levels that serves us on. We've got enough prayer power in this room right now to replace the broken furnace, folks. We have everything we need. You know there's a leak in the tower window, and it leaks down into Lisa Chase's office. Somebody in this room knows how we can get a cherry picker, one of those things that goes up, because you can't climb up that, la- up that tower, <laughs> not from the inside and not from the outside. So somebody knows how to bring that cherry picker in here so that the guys can get up there and fix that leak. Somebody in here knows the right person to ask about that. We have everything we need. Somebody else here has offered to look at the roof leaks. When we get the furnaces off of there, we're going to fix that. Somebody else has already said, I'll look at that for you. I think we can do this. That's putting our heads together, pooling our resources, calling on divine ideas and saying yes to infinite spirit. We can do it. We're children of God. Our financial situation right here, at Unity of Dayton right now, is calling us to remember that and to start acting like it, to start acting like it. Because what we call a problem It's just an invitation from the universe to remember who we are and to co-create solutions. I'll say that again because it's so important. What we're looking at and we're calling a problem is an invitation from the universe to start remembering who we are and to live from that awareness. 
Butterworth reminds us that our present experiences, even the condition of our bank account, reflects our present level of awareness. We are not victims of circumstances. Consciousness creates circumstances, or at least it sets the climate in which they happen, says Eric. We create according to what we hold in mind. And do we always get it right the first time? No, sometimes we miss that mark. Sometimes we go off in a direction that might not have been the highest and best, but the universe always uses it for good. The universe always uses it for good because we can always learn from the experiences that we have. Success is not reaching the goal. Success is learning through the process. That's the true measure of success. Now, if I had won the lottery, I wouldn't have learned how loved and supported I am by the universe. If someone had come along and taken that experience from me, I wouldn't know now to the depth of my being that I'm loved and supported and I do not ever have to worry about money again. No matter what happens, God's got this. I know that. At Unity of Dayton, we are now learning about the co-creative process and how powerful we are as a spiritual community. And once we've learned our true abundance, once we've got that, what we've got is we've earned the right in consciousness to be prosperous from then on. We don't have to keep learning this lesson over and over again. We don't have to keep falling in a financial pit and digging our way out. Once we've got it, how prosperous we are, we can build from there. And we can do anything we want because the challenge then won't be getting out of the pit. It'll be where do we want to grow? How do we want this to show up? So we're being offered this amazing opportunity. We will know it, our wealth. We'll know it intellectually because we already, some of us know that. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. But do we know it in our hearts? Do we know it in our everyday languaging? Do we still see red when we drive up to the gas pump and it went up 20 cents a gallon overnight and we've got an empty tank? Because if we're still having that reaction, we don't really know how prosperous we are. Because that shouldn't matter to a child of God who's got everything. What's 20 more cents a gallon? You know, it's just what it is. I'll bring more in. Doesn't matter. Okay? So when we know and know that we know our true abundance, money will find a way to us. It will come to us. We don't have to worry about it. Even if we only have $40 left in the bank, we'll have everything we need when we need it. It will be ours by right of consciousness. So there was a time when I did have more than $40,000 in the bank, and I was worried about money. And one of the things that I learned in my experience was, even when I had $40 in the bank, I am prosperous. The amount that you see in your bank account doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter once you get that on the deepest level. I knew that I was prosperous. I realized that I am an individual expression of the creative flow. I am an individualized expression of that creative flow. Abundance was mine by right of consciousness. So whether you know it or not, and some of you do, you are an individualized expression of the abundant flow, of that creative flow. And since that's what we are in truth, we might as well just go with the flow because it feels better and we're going to like it more when we get where we're going, right? 
We're going to like it more when we can buy whatever we want and not worry about it or not spend it. Not because we don't have it, because we just don't want that. You know, you get to a point where you got enough stuff. And then you have to try and figure out what to do with it all. Put it in a storage unit. Yeah. So, what we really need to understand in order to prosper, and this is really important, is that adversity and problems that come up, they are not something that's happening to us or against us. What we've learned to call problems, folks, it's really the steps that we need to get to the top of the mountain that we have asked to climb. Because most of us can't take a leap from where we are to the top of the mountain. We do it one step at a time, little steps. So the problems that we get in our life and the problem that we're experiencing in our prosperity here is a step that we're taking toward the goal that we have set for ourselves. It's not a problem. It's an opportunity. When we look at it that way, it might feel like a problem until you get your head turned around and look at it from a spiritual perspective. Get rise above that problem consciousness and see it from the truth of your being and see it as you really are. It's a step on the road to where you want it to go. And then you can relax and let go and say, thank you, God. We need a furnace. (laughs) Okay. Because what this means is we're going somewhere that's really cool. We can bring this in. We'll know how to do this, and we'll just keep going from there. It's okay. It's okay. Now, that doesn't mean we don't have to do a few things. We get still. We listen. We take inspired action. We contribute where we can. We all pull together. We pray this in. We hold that consciousness. Okay. Do you believe that we have that power? Do you believe that we have that power? All right. When I ran out of cash and couldn't sell my house, money came in other ways. A couple of people offered me zero interest rate loans. That made all the difference. I got a really nice scholarship from the Men of Unity Village Chapel. That really helped. The bottom line was, I learned that I would have whatever I needed when I needed it. I didn't just hope it. I really learned to trust, to trust the universe to support me, and that was my blessing in the situation. I had asked for that, and that gave it to me. That's the challenge that we're facing right now as a spiritual community. We get to know and understand on the deepest level that all things work together for our good. All things work together for our good. We don't know how we're going to pay our bills and get this new furnace, but we can already give thanks that it is being done. The universe is working on it. Spirit is calling us into action. We'll know what to do. We will know what to do. This, can, can you say that this might be the best thing that ever happened to Unity of Dayton? Eric Butterworth invites us to say, this that I'm facing right now may be the best thing that's ever happened to me. It may be the best thing. It's the big breakthrough that we've been waiting for. We'll get to a higher level of understanding, and we'll live from that place, and it will feel better. You'll like it when you get there. It's not fun to struggle all the time, but the power is in knowing that all things work together for our good. So right now, I invite you to think of the biggest problem that you think you have, the biggest problem that's facing you in your life. Just take a moment and think of what that is. And then I'm going to read something that Eric Butterworth says. 
you say to that challenge, I know that this is the best thing that could happen to me, for I know that in the happening there is revealed a new lesson to learn and some new growth to experience. I know that within me is an unborn possibility of limitless potentialities, and this is my opportunity to give birth to new ideas, new strength, and new vision. I accept the reality of the difficulty, but not its permanence. I know that in the movement of it has come to pass, something wonderful is on its way to me, far surpassing anything I have ever known before. I know that this is the best thing that could ever happen to me. All things work together for my good. So this week, whenever your problem comes back into your mind, back up in your face, say, hey, you, problem, all things work together for my good. You're here at my bidding, and I'm going to move through this, and I take the gift, I'll get the learning, and then I will go on. You know, I could have worried myself sick, and I did worry myself sick when I was sitting on a pile of money, and I could feel safe when I was down to my last dime. The choice was mine. And right now, you know, Unity of Dayton is kind of looking at that last dime kind of situation. And we get to choose how we're going to face the situation. We're going to look at this challenge. Can we say, hey, this is the best thing that could happen to us and mean it? Can we look at that? Can we learn the lesson and open our hearts and pray together and come together in spiritual community in ways we haven't ever done before? Can we give birth to new ideas and have new strength and new vision? Can we step into a new consciousness? Do we realize that right now something wonderful is on its way to us that's far surpassing anything that we've ever known before? I say yes. I say yes to that. We are going to face this financial challenge and any other challenge that we may have. We're going to grow through it together because that's what we're here for. We're here by divine appointment. We've come on purpose. My friends, we've come up to here. We've come to this magnificent place, and the choice is ours. The truth is we don't always get what we ask for, but we always get what we really expect. We always get what we really expect. So let's get busy expecting that all things are working together for our good. Let's expect that, and so it is. Thank you, and God bless you.